Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, uh, 16, and 17, reading from the voice version, and then uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The eternal God placed the newly made man in the Garden of Eden in order to work the garden and care for it. Verse 16, God made certain demands on the man, or of the man regarding life in the garden. Again, God made certain demands of the man regarding life in the garden. God speaks, eat freely from any and all trees in the garden. I only require, I only require that you abstain from eating the fruit of one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Beware, be aware the day you eat the fruit of this tree, you will certainly, or the King James Version says, you will surely die. Romans chapter 6 verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Before I say the title, can you turn to your neighbor and say happy birthday? birthday. Now you may say, what? it's not my birthday. Yes, it is. Today is Pentecost Sunday, which is the birthday of the church. Amen. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to the church. Happy birthday to us. Amen. It is the church's birthday. And we thank God, we thank Jesus for making this possible. Making this possible. For Christ came, Christ died, and Christ is risen. I want to speak to you part two of the sermon that I spoke a few weeks ago, and that is Christ in HD. Christ in HD. And we talked the last time about Christ being... Uh, deity, that is Christ is God, but Christ is also human. Are you with me so far? Christ is deity, that is his name before he became a human being, is the word. And when he was born as a human being, he took on the name Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 14 expresses this very clearly about Christ's humanity. It says, so the word became human and made his home among us. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. Galatians chapter four, verse four, four also says, but when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman, born of a woman. Are you following me so far? 
I want to show you a, a picture here. Hopefully you see it. Isn't that a lovely couple? I was I expected people to say, oh. Now we see this couple. This couple uh, is uh, Terry and his lovely wife, Masato, and their gorgeous daughter, uh, Abigail. Isn't that a cute couple? And Terry uh, is Haitian, as we're praying for Haiti. Uh, Masato is Japanese. And the mistake that will be made is when Abigail grows up to be a little girl and then a young woman, and they ask Abigail, uh, what are you? And Abigail has got to be careful not to allow people to put her in a box where she says, well, and this is the normal thing, I am half Haitian and half Japanese. No, she is 100% Haitian and 100% Japanese. She did not receive half her daddy's sperm or half her mom's egg. Are you following me? I remember sometimes I was, you know, every once in a while, you know, a, a, a beige will say to me, where are you from, Mon? And I said, oh, I'm from Cambridge. And then they look at it and I said, but my, but my mom was born in Barbados. Oh, you Bajan, man. They don't say you're half Bajan. See, that's man's way of saying, well, you're a percentage of this and a percentage of that. And my point is, is that Jesus was not half man and half God. Just like Abigail is not half Haitian and half Japanese. She is all Haitian and all Japanese. And when she introduces herself and they say, no, who are you? She, she should say, well, I'm half and half. I'm all in all. And Jesus, he is all God because his daddy is his heavenly father. And as I think Shante had indicated, I think you said that your stepfather? Yeah. So his step, Jesus' stepfather was Joseph. But his real daddy was God. His mother was Mary. So he was all God and all human. Are you following me so far? And this is very important uh, because when, so God creates, God creates another person who actually is all God in all men, and that is Adam. He is all God because dad, God is his father. Are you following me? And he is all man because God created him as the human being. Are you following me so far? And, and, and then what happens, and we got to understand this, God makes this man, and then he says, all right, sir, I've made you, and now we're going to have a contract. We're going to have a contract. And, the, and those of you who are, know 
about a contract, particularly a conditional contract, and that is you do your part, and to make the contract active, I'll do my part. Are you following me? Uh, some of you may have a leased car, so the, the, the contract is I get to drive the car, but you got to make sure that you make the payments. That's the contract. And so there's this contract that God makes with with Adam, and it's called the Edenic contract or covenant. Are you following me? And there are eight contracts throughout the Bible. The first one was the Edenic contract. It simply means it was a contract written in Eden. And then the last contract we call the New Covenant or the New Contract or the New Testament. Are you following me so far? So there's this, there's this contract where God basically says four things about this contract that he has with his new, newly created man, Adam. Just, just follow me here because this will really bless you. The first part of this contract is God says, let us make man in our image or let us make man to imitate us. So the first part of the contract is that you get to imitate God. Are you following me? Then the next thing he says, and the other thing about the contract is that you are going to have dominion throughout the earth or you will have influence. So with this contract, number one, we are to imitate God. With this contract, number two, we get to have influence. Come on, folks, we all want influence. We, we all want to be, we all want to be the thermostat in the room and not the thermometer. We want, we, we want to be the person that when we come into the room, the room changes. Come on, are you with me? How many of you have been in a situation where certain people walked in the room and everybody goes, uh oh? Turn your name and say, neighbor, I hope that's not you. Come on, folks. There's certain people that when they show up, people roll their eyes. Come on, folks. And there's certain people that when they show up, they're like, oh, now, now the party's going to get started. Are you with me? And you want to be that kind of person, the person that when you show up, okay, let's get it started. Going down for real. Okay, let's get it started. Let's get it rolling. You want to be that kind of person as opposed to the person who, you know, you're the thermometer. Well, you know, everybody's dry, I'm dry. Everybody's excited, I'm excited. And so God says, one of the, one of the things about this contract is that you will have influence. You will be the thermometer. You will have dominion on the earth. And then the third thing he says, have children. Amen. Produce children. And, 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 and with this, I, 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 I call this, you know, even if you don't have natural children, be a mentor, disciple, instruct. In other words, leave a legacy. Leave a legacy. When you, when you die, somebody should have been mocked by your life. That's the beauty of Sunday school. Until I die or she dies. I always talk about this woman. 
who is now 96. She was my Sunday school teacher, Mother Watson. Wave your hand. I want to make sure people always know who you are. Okay? This woman impacted my life. And I told her that, you want to know why she's still alive? Because, oh, no, 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 no. You're right. She's not done yet. I told her, you don't have permission to die until I finish pastoring. Okay, so she's going to live to well over 100. Because <laughs> I need her prayers. But ha- who are you instructing? Who are you building into? Because the only thing you can take to heaven is people. This is the leg, this is the, this is the Edenic, Edenic uh, contract. And then finally, he says, cultivate the garden. Oh, I love this part. Cultivate the garden. In other words, mature the garden. Watch this. Manage the garden. Are you with me? Manage. The word manage comes from a Latin word manus, which means hand. In other words, God says, handle your business. Hmm? Handle your business. As they say on the real, on the real, get your life. Okay? Handle your business, Adam. Uh, 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 mature the garden. Enrich the garden. Develop the garden. Improve the garden. In other words, what God is saying to us as part of the Edenic contract is that I need you to improve the place that I assigned you to. This is heavy now. This is heavy now. So, for example, what grade are you in, sir? Seventh grade, okay. And what grade are you in, ma'am? Wow, okay, two seventh graders, okay. So, are you in the same class? Oh, oh, oh. So, watch this. So, so your kingdom assignment is that seventh grade class. That seventh grade class should be better because you're there. God is holding you responsible to influence that class. But I'm only a kid. No. Because Jesus was 12 years old and he was handling business. If your job stinks, you should be the influence that makes it not stink. This job make me sick. That is your kingdom assignment. This neighborhood is going to hell. That's your, that's why he put you there. I say this regularly. Any nincompoop. What word is that? Look it up. You can Google anything. Any nincompoop can describe a scene. Anybody can say, oh, it's a horrible day. But it takes, it takes a godly man and a godly woman to make a scene. In other words, the day may be horrible, but the godly man and godly woman says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I choose to rejoice. I am the thermostat. I am King Kong. Okay, you know that line. (laughs) 
Some of you know what I'm talking about. You got to be, turn your name and say, neighbor, you got to be a bad mama Christian. Okay, okay, okay. You got to have an attitude that I have a kingdom assignment, that area four is going to be better because we're here. That Cambridge Port is going to be better because we're here. This is our garden of eating. I've assigned you to change this, Adam. And you can do it as long as you obey me. But if you don't obey me, you're going to surely die. I'm almost finished. I won't let the kids go. John 15, verse 5, Jesus says, yes, I am the way. I'm sorry. Jesus says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like useless branches and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and to be burned. But, but, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything, anything, anything. If you remain attached to me, you can ask for anything and it will be granted. Either he means it or he doesn't. You say, well, maybe, I don't know. Well, maybe it's because you're not remaining in him. And I say that back to you young people who, again, you're in the seventh grade and you're 12 years old. God is not, oh, like 13. You say, you better, you say, you better recognize I'm 13. That's, I'm a teenager. Better, you better act like you know. <laughs> but my point is, is that just as bold as you said, I'm 13, you need to be boldly said, I am a man of God. And this classroom changes because I'm here. When everybody's picking on somebody, you should be the one to say, you know what? Hey, I'm going to pick you. Yes. Change the atmosphere. Some of you have influence, so much influence that if you just start, if you just start um, elevating somebody, everybody else will elevate them because you did. Let me close with this because I know I have to let the Sunday school kids go. And this is Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 21. And it talks about, uh, see, so Adam, he disobeyed God. We know the, and, and he lost, he, he blew the covenant. He blew the contract. And so with Adam, because he disobeyed, death entered the world. Are you following me? Sin into the world. But with Jesus, if we obey God, so God says to Adam, if you disobey me, You'll die. You'll surely die. But with Jesus, when you obey me, Jesus, everybody gets to live. I love this. I decided just to read it. When Adam sinned, this is Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. When Adam sinned, sin entered into the world. Adam's sin brought death so desperate to everyone. For everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned before even... Uh, even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not any law to break it. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam all the way to the time of Moses, even those who uh, did not disobey an explicit command from God as Adam did. Now, Adam is the sim- is a symbol, a representation of Christ who has yet to come. Are you following me? Verse 15. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. 
For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, this other man, this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin, that Adam. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Oh my goodness, this is great. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace. His gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live and triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes! Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everybody. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Everyone gets to join the church. Everyone's invited to the party. Verse 19, because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. The Shantes and the Susans. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. Were But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin rules over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. So let me conclude with these three things. And I'll just state him. So this is why Jesus Christ had to come to earth as a human being. Number one, he had to come because he had to make a payment for sin. We blew the contract and Jesus had to pay for the contract so that we can get back to a place where we influence, where we can imitate God. Good Lord, have mercy. Jesus restored back to us everything we lost in Eden. And Eden means a place of pleasure. Oh, I, I, let me tell you, it's a place of pleasure when I get to rule. It's a place of pleasure when I get to imitate God. I, look, I was saying this to my wife the other day. Nobody wants to be miserable. Come on, folks. Are, are you with me? Nobody wants to walk into a room and everybody roll their eyes like, oh, here they come. Even when, come on. How many of you, even when you are miserable, how many of you, you were miserable, you knew you were miserable, and you stood up outside, you stood outside of yourself, you say, you know what, you are just miserable, and I wouldn't even be around you. <laughs> and the rest of you need to pray for yourselves. <laughs> Jesus restored back, but he had to die. Number two, payment said, number two, purity of God. In other words, this is the, this is a challenge that God had. God can't, God can't say, God can't say the wages of sin is death, and then nobody die. In other words, God is so pure in his character that he has to do what he says, even if he doesn't want to. So in other words, he said, he said, hey, the wages of your sin, I know I keep picking on you, I got to pay you. The wages of your sin is death, so you got to die, but you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to send somebody to die for you. 
That's the purity of his character. See, God can't just say, my bad. No, no, I was only kidding. He still has the purity of his character meant that he had to send Jesus Christ. And then finally, and we'll talk about this uh, later uh, on Tuesday, he sent Jesus Christ not only for payment of sin, not only because of the purity of his character, but he sent Jesus Christ as the prototype of man. In other words, this is what a godly person looks like when they live in earth. Let's all stand. 